Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. This, the Chad and Cheese podcast brought to you in partnership with TA Tech. TA Tech, the Association for Talent Acquisition Solutions. Visit tatech.org. Okay, Joel, quick question. Yep. What happens when your phone vibrates or your texting alert goes off? <laughs> Dude, I pretty much check it immediately. And I bet everyone listening is reaching to check their phones right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I call it our Pavlovian dog reflex to text messaging. Yeah, that's probably why text messaging has a freaking 97% open rate. What? Crazy high candidate response rate within the first hour alone. Which are all great reasons why the Chad and Cheese podcast love text to hire from Next. Love it. Yep, that's right. Next with the double X, not the triple X. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. So if you're in talent acquisition, you want true engagement and great ROI. That stands for return on investment, folks. And because this is the Chad and Cheese podcast, you can try your first text to hire campaign for just 25% off. Boom. Wow. So how do you get this discount? You're asking yourself right now. Tell them, Chad. It's very simple. You go to chadcheese.com and you click on the next logo in the sponsor area. Easy. No long URL to remember. Yeah. Just go where you know. Chadcheese.com and next with two X's. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Yep, yep, yep. We have two-thirds of the show being military men today. Uh, real treat, we've got Tom Kenny, 
CEO of Smashfly. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joel. Good to be here. <laughs> so before that, you were a CTO, right, of Smashfly? I was. You're an Army guy and you're a Notre Dame grad. Uh, what else should we know about you? I actually sing opera. Really? I do. Yeah, I've sung with the Boston Symphony for a little over a decade or so before I became CEO. How do we not know this? How did we not know. get how did we not get some type of operatic with Guinness in in Ireland? Last time we had you on the show, that oh, that would have been fucking perfect. He's a very humble man. Although you okay. can you can get him to stay up later for drinks if you if you say something like only Marines stay out till three a.m. or something like he will <laughs> he can be badgered in that way. I can I can be lured in by pizza like what Patty and Shane Total bought us. Sucker. In oh, last dude, year. yeah, yeah, no, that's good stuff. So speaking of conferences, because uh, that was uh, during a, a TA Tech conference, we've got a, a another uh, marketing was a recruitment marketing summit coming up in in Chicago, right? Chicago. Yeah, in just a few weeks. Chicago. Shit, it is just a few weeks, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, in, it's in April. So uh, so Smashfly is like the headliner on this bitch. So why'd you guys want to get involved? Tell us a little bit more about uh, how this all came to be. Well, I tell you, the experience that we've had with TA Tech just in general, with the TA Tech team has been really, really positive. Mm -hmm. And when we look at some of the conferences that we've been to, some of the insights that we've gained and also that we've been able to give, it's a really good audience for us to talk to. And when we we looked around the landscape. You know, you've got conferences that are in Europe. You've got conferences here in the U.S. You've got the AI conference that's coming up in Arizona in just a couple of weeks. We looked at this from the perspective of where is Smashfly really in this whole ecosystem? And part of that recruitment marketing platform, part of what recruitment marketing is, you know, as we look to the future, especially as we look to push this idea of how we're leveraging automation and personalization to really create great candidate experiences, mm -hmm. we thought what a perfect platform for us to be able to share with the industry, you know, where we think things are going and invite some really great folks working with the TA tech team to really put on a great conference, specifically focus on the recruitment marketing side. And uh, just as a side note, the show really took off once they started featuring Chad and Cheese at the conferences. <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, just being Tom, humble. The last time, just being humble. The last time you spoke there, uh, it's almost been about a year since we were in uh, Dublin together. Uh, you've been CEO for almost roughly a year now. Tell me about what you've seen, what kind of changes have really uh, stood out to you in the last year in uh, recruiting technology. I think one of the biggest things that we've seen, especially in the last year, is you look to all of the small point solutions that are really coming about to help build that automation and that personalization, mm -hmm. whether it's conversational AI, chatbots, whether it's sourcing, whether it's intelligent interviewing, you know, psychometric analysis, you know, there's been a lot of movement in the industry. And what I think is most interesting about it, because like you said, I was a CTO before I was a CEO, to geek out on some of this tech is phenomenal. The challenge that we have is that it's not getting easier to talk about the tech and to talk about the value of the tech. It's almost getting a little bit harder because the tech is becoming more advanced. There's more that you can do with it. And demonstrating a business proposition to the economic buyer has been one of those things that we and, and a lot of our friends that we're partners with have been spending a lot of time with to really demonstrate this isn't just a, a really cool, neat little trick of technology. It actually moves the needle for the business because at the end of the day, that's what everybody wants. That's one of the things that really kind of pisses me off because I geek out uh, over this, this tech that's coming out. 
But the thing is, it's not being positioned appropriately. It's it's like, look at all this cool stuff. Look at this glimmer, glitter. Look at this glam. But you're not we're not seeing business solutions and there are business solutions that are actually baked into them. But it seems like there are way too many product people that are like trying to shape message and not sales and marketing people who are trying to shape message. Well, what do you want though to shape the message? Do you want somebody that's willing just to sell you anything just because it happens to be a feature? Or do you want a real deep dive from a product marketing team? You know, when you talk about a SWOT analysis, when you talk mm -hmm. about a market analysis, when you talk about a growth opportunity, the, the tools that are being built with only a sales and marketing focus are gonna be vaporware, they're gonna be gone. The tools that are being built in partnership with some of the best companies in the world, yeah. those are the ones that are actually going to have staying power because they're being built to a business need that's being articulated by the business, not by the neat little shiny object that somebody's going to grab and look at for a little while and then toss in the trash. Yeah. One of the things that stood out to me in Dublin was you saying that companies were calling you saying we need a chat bot, but not really knowing <laughs> why they needed a chat bot. So have we at least evolved to a point where companies know why they need a chat bot? A lot of our customers are. And the interesting thing is that they're articulating a business case that really helps them move that needle. Because if you think about the history of the industry has really looked at how do we optimize what the recruiter and the sorcerer are doing? How do we decrease expenses? How do we decrease our time to hire? And there are these metrics that are important, but the reality is what you're really trying to do is grab the talent and the hiring managers and bring them together mm -hmm. more quickly. And the right talent to the right hiring managers at the right time is one of the most important things. So what we've started to see, especially in the past six months in some of our sales cycles, is customers are asking us very, very specific details about how will this chatbot, this conversational AI, transform the experience for the candidates. And when we talk to those customers about what they're looking for, we get a variety of different pieces of feedback. Either people just have too much volume and they need people to get engaged without always talking to a recruiter on the phone. Mm -hmm. And other folks are, well, we deal with almost all passive candidates who never want to pick up the phone to talk to a recruiter. Right. So it's a great way just to create that initial interest in the organization. Because when we think about recruitment marketing and to some extent, the ATS and through the process of you know, discovery all the way through to hire, there's really those three top tiers of that bucket. You've got to discover the talent or discover the company. That's on both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. You've got to generate some awareness of what the value proposition is, whether that's for an opportunity or whether that's for a mission statement for a company. And then finally, you get the interest. And the interest is where the call to action is to actually apply and get into that process. So we talk to our customers a lot about where do you need to tweak your model? Do people know who you are? Great. Do they know anything about you? They don't? Okay. That's an area that we can help you with. And when you link all these pieces together between social engagement, email campaigns, the way we do career marketing sites and chatbots, mm -hmm. you bring that together in a holistic view. You demonstrate a value proposition that really is both measurable and actionable that makes a difference for companies. So we've been talking about this, this new survey that came out uh, that says 75% of recruiters have no confidence in most of the technology that's out there today, which means... Uh, the new AI, the chatbot, so on and so forth, which means it's going to be hard from an adoption standpoint, which is exactly what you know a company like yours needs. You need that adoption. Just from your standpoint, how is Emerson 
helping defeat that no confidence kind of feeling from a recruiter? How does how does a chatbot like Emerson do that? It is hard to overcome that because you have a lot of solutions out there that regardless of the industry that are just bad. I mean, I remember the early days of Verizon trying to use the chatbot that they had on board. I mean, literally wanting to throw my laptop across the room because it was so <laughs> stupid. I mean, no intelligence in it whatsoever. And so a lot of that experience for the recruiters, they see chatbot. They see conversational AI across the industries, and it isn't just recruiting. So when we talk to these folks, the way Emerson interfaces with the CRM, I think, is one of the most important aspects of what it is that we're delivering. You're not talking about two completely separate systems. You're talking about an integrated platform where the conversations flow into the candidate relationship management system in a way that's seamless. Now, the interesting thing about it is when we get the pushback from folks about, well, this isn't worthwhile and this isn't something that we can really rely on, then we get into a scenario where we can actually show them in real world world examples where this is actually making a difference. And we're pretty transparent too about this is what it can do and this is Mm -hmm. what it can't do. If you want it to be able to answer any question in the world, it's not going to happen. You know, natural language processing, semantic analysis, it's really, really good. But most of our customers don't have a million or a million and a half dollars that they want to spend to create the perfect chatbot that's going to answer every question on the planet. So the question to them becomes, what are the biggest pain points that you have? What are the mundane tasks that you do every day? And what are those tactical touch points that really make a difference for the talent. And if you hone in on what that messaging is, and each company is different, but you hone on what that messaging is, and it can actually be impactful. One of the other things that I think is important about the way that we've implemented Emerson is it's not just a you know plug and pray kind of chatbot. Mm-hmm. It's one that has the ability to interface with a human on the back end without ever knowing that there's a human there interfacing with that person on the front line. And an interesting stat that we have is a vast majority of people that interface with Emerson say thank you or some other version of thanks at the end of the conversation. So people are polite. That shows an empathetic connections. They're very polite to the chatbots. Because <laughs> they got I help. can tell you which, right, with chatbots that don't work, yeah. I can probably show you some of the ending comments that those oh, Yeah, have. yeah. Fuck you. You suck. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey Tom, we've uh, we've talked about chatbots here in the early in early minutes of the show, which is fun. But you guys offer quite a, an array of of services and solutions. Um, what else is hot on on so on your menu list? What are companies really um, interested in, and maybe what what's on the uh, the future development map for you guys going into 2019 here? So there's really two things I think that fall into those categories of what you're talking about. The first is what we call pipeline intelligence. A lot of companies are looking to identify what are those metrics, what are those KPIs that tell me whether or not my recruiting teams are actually achieving the goals we want them to achieve. And time to hire is necessarily the only KPI. So as we look to build out the pipeline intelligence that digs a little bit deeper in all the data points we have, that's something we want to help fuel the decision-making process, both for the recruiters that are on the ground and then for the economic buyers that are trying to move their talent acquisition organizations into the next generation. The second thing that I think is really interesting and we're hearing a lot about and that we're formulating in 2019 is internal mobility. It is an entirely untapped pool of talent that most companies just don't pay any attention to. And if you think about those stats that we've been talking about in 2018, 12% of candidates are active and 88% are passive. Mm -hmm. The passive candidates, guess what? A lot of them are already in your organization, especially if you've got 
five, 10, 20,000 employees. You know, that marketing manager that's ready for that promotion to director, that engineer that's ready for that senior engineer position, or even that person who's looking to get a step up into the VP or higher, if they don't know about the internal opportunities that are there, it's hard to mine the internal employees that are already engaged with your company, that already know your value proposition, that are already committed to your strategic growth. Identify those folks, show them the opportunities that are there, engage and nurture them just like you do outside talent. And you'll have a great uptick in the ability to reduce some of the costs that you have first, because you don't have to retrain these people. You don't have to onboard these people. Mm-hmm. And you're keeping them engaged in the business and giving them great working opportunities. I, I don't know, Tom, I didn't hear any virtual reality in that answer. So I'm not sure <laughs> what kind of future Smashfly has. All right, just go ahead. Let's let's uh, let's go on to the next part. Last thing we need is uh, sex robots coming up next. Joel has his thing. <laughs> Shall we play a game? <laughs> Joel does work so, at home. Are you taking your your current tool sets that you have, which have been focused outwardly on really active candidates or trying to pull active candidates, and then turning them inward? Is is that what it is that you have all these product sets in place already? And you're just turning them onto the the employee base versus uh, external. Absolutely, it's a little bit different of a marketing technique. So your your messaging is a little bit different because these are already employees in your organization. Right. But think of talent network pools. We all talk about this. You know, Smashfly is always bragging. We've got recruiters from 69 countries in our system, and we've got people from 180 countries. I mean, billions and billions of data points in our system. It's pretty much just another talent network pool that exists inside the company. Uh You know, you've got talent pools for say advanced technology people and you've got talent pools for marketing people and for salespeople. This is another talent pool that you can leverage inside of the Smashfly platform that says, here's an audience that I want to message to about some really great opportunities that we have. It's it's not a huge technological or fundamental shift for a company to think about things that way. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. 
Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Tom, we've been talking about marketing is recruiting and recruiting is marketing for a long time. And as I look at your site, mm-hmm. you know, it looks like Marketo. It looks like Hub, you know, HubSpot. Um, it, so is the rate at which recruiters are becoming marketers um, on pace with what you would hope it would be? Is it a little slower than you thought or is it even faster maybe than what um, the market would perceive? I think it's a little faster than the way the market would perceive. And the reason I say that is because I believe that the folks who are doing the recruiting are picking up the skills for marketing mm. as they're using tools like ours. You know, it, It's one of those things that just your experiential knowledge of doing a task builds a core competency and a skill set. So for me, People may not know that they're becoming marketers, but as they use our tools and as they get better at using our tools or, or any tools that are in recruitment marketing, it's helping build that experiential skill set. But I think interestingly, if we go back to your your comment about virtual reality and what <laughs> yes. we would do with that, and you know, oh, maybe we're going to go down shit. without it, you know, virtual reality for like interviewing is awesome. But look at where we've come as a society, right? You've got virtual reality and people were wearing the goggles. Mm-hmm. And then that damn Pokemon thing where people were walking out in the middle of cars because they were chasing <laughs> yep. the, that's augmented reality, yep. right? Yep. So if you think about the augmentation of technology, we can think about that exactly inside of recruitment marketing and the, the interviewing process and the hiring process exactly the same way. You know, we're not trying to eliminate the human touch, which is so important in engaging talent. What we're trying to do is we're augmenting the work that these folks do every day, and we're helping them do it better in a way that actually delivers better results for them, for their group, but then also for their companies. It's that augmented technology and the intelligence in that augmentation Mm. that I think really moves the needle. So do you need to go back to the 1950s in Mad Men and make sure all of the recruiters know exactly how to advertise a product? I don't think so. The augmentation of the technology is going to empower the recruiters to do that recruiting so they will become marketers in a way specific to their area of expertise without actually having to go back and like do a master's degree in recruitment marketing or do some crazy training segment. It's going to come as a natural evolution of the technology and a natural evolution of the industry. Okay. So candidates are saying thank you to chatbots, right? They, they feel like they're getting a great experience with chatbots. There's no human interaction there. Um, and, and from my standpoint, I, I love that because we've given candidates just shitty experiences and black holes over the last shit 20 years asshole bastards so do we really need that human touch because to be quite frank the humans are the ones who fucked a lot of this up in the first place and with platforms like yours you can get into drip campaigns you can get into very smart sequenced types of events to make it so much easier so much more efficient to be able to have a great candidate experience and also draw in those uh, very highly touted candidates and have them, I guess, nurtured uh, by the time they get to the application process or the interview process. Well, look at it this way. Dating apps, right? No, a dating app is no, something. we're not yes, talking about yes, Tinder. We're not talking about dating apps. Look, if you're if you're in a dating app, Tinder for jobs. The dating app is using AI and machine learning. The dating app is engaging you at a level where you don't have to actually interface with someone. Yeah. Now, most people other than Joel are going to want to actually meet a person face to face and have that conversation. If you're dating and you're looking for that companionship, when we look at, you know, chatbots, conversational AI, email campaigns, social campaigns, whatever it is, there is a point in time where you want to 
cross that threshold and you want that human engagement. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea behind the technology of creating these connections between talent and companies and hiring managers isn't about just doing it in some very detached or semi-realistic way. It's about a way to create a level of engagement so that the relationship that you're developing becomes stronger at each step in the path. So you create a really good engagement with a conversational AI tool like Emerson, and that takes the next level to create a really good human-to-human engagement with a recruiting manager, which then creates an even better experience when you sit down for that interview with a hiring manager. Because think about it. If you walk into an organization and you're ready for an interview and you're thinking about this opportunity and maybe three or four other opportunities. Mm -hmm. If you're a company that's leveraging this technology, what do you want? Do you want somebody who's just coming in there and sitting down and wants to learn more about you and your company and what the jobs are? No, because that's that's a waste of everybody's time. If you can do it in a way where somebody sits down across from you at that table or that desk or at that coffee shop, and they're already engaged with that company because of the experiences that they've had, and they're already excited about that company, then the hiring manager's job becomes much easier because now you've got a scenario where you can truly look for fit. You can truly look for, is this the right person for the organization? And then what do I do to continue this very positive experience all the way through their onboarding into their first six, nine months, one year, three year of employment? When you see these statistics that come out and say, it's just great, great feedback from companies that say, when you've got that level of engagement, it's very, very positive for the company and for the employee. So it's just a matter of where you start doesn't mean where you have to end up. It just means that where you start, as it leads to a progression of deepening relationships and deepening experiences, the better the outcomes are going to be for the companies and for the people that are coming on board. And speaking about positives for a company, Uh um, Wall Street Journal recently reported that Certain companies were potentially gaming uh, their Glassdoor reviews. Uh, Chad and I were kind of torn on uh, where we we fell on, whether this was really happening or not. Do you have any opinions on gaming Glassdoor, whether you think it's happening? Um, You guys sort of sit at the... You know, sort of the corner of of branding and technology. Um, where do you sort of side on that issue, and how does Glassdoor and reviews play into sort of your business, if at all? It's it's absolutely happening. Firsthand knowledge, absolutely happening. Told you. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those things. Glassdoor. Glassdoor is a, it's a great company. It's doing a great service in mm-hmm. many ways because people do, otherwise don't have a way to look at. A reputation of a company, right? And Smashfly, we pay attention to what people are saying. Uh, and quite honestly, we had a interview candidate that didn't have a good experience. And we reached out to that candidate after seeing the Glassdoor review. And I posted something on Glassdoor to apologize and to, to say, we could, we would love to talk to you about your experience so that we can make this better for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a tool for people looking for opportunities and for companies to address that. Do you have real world? Ex- so you said, you, you know, firsthand people doing this, how are they doing it exactly? Are they just saying, hey, leave good reviews or incentivizing it somehow? I don't believe, at least in my experience, it hasn't been true that there's an incentive to actually go out and do it. But the strong power of persuasion and suggestion is it's out there in the market with different industries as well. Uh, Just having seen it from where I've been in the past. Fair enough. 
Um, and also in the news recently, uh, Ultimate Software just sold uh, for eleven billion dollars. That is a machine of a company. On that, uh, you know, we have LinkedIn at twenty six, so people are still more valuable than the technology. But clearly, the technology is is worth quite a bit of money. Um, I assume you've thought about your own business and where you guys fit in uh, in the ATS marketplace. But what do you think the uh, eleven billion dollar buyout means? For, for the ATS market as well as, as your business? When we think about the types of deals that folks are doing today, and there's everyone's talking about whether or not there's going to be consolidation and growth and what the PEs are doing and leveraging debt, there's a whole lot of action that seems to be going on right now. And this was just, I mean, it blew out of the water what the numbers are. But I think what it says is there's a future to where these technologies are going. Because you don't, you, if you're a P, you're a VC, you're not buying what the technology is today. You're buying what the potential is, mm-hmm. whether that's the potential of a leadership team, a potential of a technology, or a potential of a market. You're not buying for today. It's the, it's a Gretzky quote, right? You don't skate to where the puck is, you skate to where the puck is going. So when we think about what that means for our industry, you know, there's so much going on with recruitment marketing and how recruitment marketing is bleeding over into the ATS. The ATSs and the RM tools are getting getting closer and closer and closer because companies are recognizing the value of that engagement across the board all the way to that point of hire. So when we look at Ultimate and what Ultimate's doing, and then some of the other ways that companies like Greenhouse are starting as a recruitment marketing tool with an ATS kind of working together from the get-go, folks are seeing where Talent Engagement 2.0 is really coming. It's getting to a point where your entire engagement experience is going to transcend the ATS. And I think in a few years, beyond that, even transcend into the employee experience as well. A lot of these technologies are going to be leveraged across the board from the moment you discover a particular person to the moment you're interfacing with someone who's been at the company for five years and you're letting them know about a great opportunity they have about a senior marketing position in California. So this is, I think, indicative of people with money saying this industry is still growing. This industry still has so much potential. And when we were doing some recent studies last year about what our market is and what our market cap is, we look at like IDC and like, what is it, the eight or nine billion dollars of total addressable market that exists for not just the job boards and the point solutions, but also for the CRMs and the ATSs. That's huge. We're like about a $2 billion market point for companies like ours to be able to go to. And then you look at what we've actually been addressing in the market, the the feedback that we're getting both from studies and then some anecdotal that we've been doing on our own is we're really only about a quarter at penetration. So 23% to 24% penetration in the market today. That's a huge amount of room for all of us to grow. And when we think about it at Smashfly, we're less concerned about, you know, this just craziness of like wartime stance, we're going to kill everybody. The reality is we've got so much opportunity just to make this pie bigger. And if we're making the pie bigger, everybody's slices get bigger. So there's plenty of room for a lot of companies to do really well in this space. And we're going to close up with uh, TA Tech. We started with TA Tech. We're going to close up with TA Tech. If you're a TA leader or a, t- a TA Tech leader, somebody who's a vendor that's out there, your founder, a CEO, or what have you, what should they expect out of TA Tech Leadership Summit on recruitment marketing? What should they expect? And what, what do you really want to personally, not to mention as a summit, address to that audience? The potential. 
I still believe there's a lot of untapped potential in recruitment mm -hmm. marketing and the way that it interfaces across the entire talent pipeline. And if you think about the way the technology is invigorating a lot of these talent engagement and talent acquisition teams, that takeaway I think could be huge from focusing on recruitment marketing. It's not just about putting a technology in place to optimize and save costs. It's about putting a technology in place to move the needle for your entire business. You know, where do you need to hire? Where are you not getting the right types of people? How are you losing people to your competition? How are you tracking folks? How are you measuring your success? How are you demonstrating your value proposition to the business owners in your own mm -hmm. organization? It's those types of things that when we think about the, the huge potential of recruitment marketing across the landscape, when you take some of the feedback that you'll get from this conference, whether it's some of the working studies that we do, whether it's some of the talks that we do, the case studies, there's so much information that you can leverage back in your own organization to really move the needle. Good answer, Tom. That's the TA Tech Leadership Summit on recruitment marketing. And again, every time we look at like these lists of what's top of the, the list for for uh, talent acquisition leaders, you know, recruitment marketing is is there because they understand their their candidate experience their their handling of the the process has sucked over the years and this is one of the one of the big at least i'd say top three or top two that we always see so in april april 17th and 18th you'll have an opportunity in chicago to uh check it out to be a part of a summit go to tatech.org just click on events and uh and register to see tom's smiley face uh talk about uh recruitment marketing and uh, a bunch of TA leaders as well. Tom Kenny, everybody. Tom, thanks for joining us. Uh, for those who want to know more about you or Smashfly, where should they go? Smashfly.com. Too easy. We out. We out. Hi, this is Stella Cheeseman. Thanks for listening to the Cheese and Chad podcast, or at least that's what I call it. Anyway, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That silly Android phone thingy or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to give Bucket some money to our sponsors. Otherwise, I may be forced to take that coal mining job I saw on Monster.com. We out. Okay, 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 okay. Before we go, remember when I asked you about the whole reflexed and check your text messages thing? Yeah, you know all about reflexes. Uh, and then I br <laughs> brilliantly tied it to text messages, 97% open rate. Then I elegantly, elegantly <laughs> tied it to a better experience for your candidates. <laughs> Don't laugh, Chad. I can be elegant. Can't I? Whatever, man. I know it's redundant. You already heard about text to hire, but you're still not using text to hire from next. What? I, I know, man. Come on, man. Since advertising takes repetition to soak in. I just thought I'd remind you again, this was all by Elegant Design. It's all about text to hire and it's all about next. And Elegant Design. So go to chadcheese.com, click on the next logo and get 25, yeah, I said 25% off your first text to hire campaign. Woo! Engage better, use text to hire from next. Two X's. Booyah. Thanks to our partners at TA Tech, the Association for Talent Acquisition Solutions. Remember to visit tatech.org. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.